0: You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and
1: welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman, I'm here with Joe Wood. We're joined by Rachel Howard. Hi, Rachel, how are you? Hello, hello, ladies. How are you both doing? Oh, we're good! It is busy this week. We've had such an amazing week. had a really long call last night. We were talking about our RISE framework for finding clients, and we were talking about our six-month success program, and it was very exciting, like super high energy. And I know that our conversation today is really going to build on everything we've been talking about this week. And um, so everyone who's jo- joining, lovely to see you here. Let us know whether you are hashtag live or here on the replay. Uh, let us know how you're feeling after last night, whether you stayed with us for the whole of the session. Um, and we need to thank our sponsor Dext as well. Thank you so much to, to Dext for sponsoring us this week. Really exciting to have Dext on board. It's the first time we've had a sponsor for Bookkeepers Bootcamp and they support Jo in her business. And you've described them as being like an extra member of your team so absolutely,
0: uh, absolutely yeah it means that i don't have to employ somebody else and it's cheaper than employing someone else and uh i always do the the job correctly and um yeah i think um we're gonna have them on tomorrow aren't we the actual our sponsors are going to come and join us tomorrow and tell us more about that yeah.
1: Absolutely. So today we're talking sales with Rachel. Um, So during the week, Rachel, just to set the scene for you, um, we've taken people through our rise framework. So we've been talking about setting your goals, identifying your ideal clients, working out what it is, what the problems are for that client. So you have a service to sell to them and then engaging with those people and becoming known by your ideal client. We think knowing who you're talking to is really important. It helps you with your marketing and positioning. But what I think will be great to build on during this session is like once you, once those people start to know who you are and you start to sort of show up consistently, how do you actually get them on a call? Um, so I know you're going. I know you're going to have so much wisdom to share, It's just quite timely, I think, in the week. How we've it's like we planned it. It's like we planned yeah. to have you today. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm glad to say I'm a Dext
2: customer. So. And... Um... <laughs> good good that I'm supporting the sponsor too but yeah thank you so much for inviting me to to be here I've been keeping up to date with all the stuff that you've been putting out on social about this boot camp it looks amazing kind of makes me want to be a bookkeeper just so I can be in it <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes.
2: yeah but, um, but obviously I'm not a bookkeeper I'm a sales and business coach so yeah I can uh I can share some tips on when your bookkeepers are building their audience and, you know, we're doing all the things that we do on social media, we're creating content, we're showing up on video, we're doing our stories, all those things. One of the things which I think is easy to overlook because we, you know, get on that hamster wheel, I've got to create content, you know, got to keep pushing out my message. Sometimes we forget the most important thing, which is pulling in, you know, pulling in conversation. So I would always advise people to not be in broadcast mode, not be in pushing out mode, to be in pulling in mode, which means at the end of every caption, ask a question. When you go live on your stories, face to camera, ask a question. Use a poll sticker, ask a question. Because if you ask questions, what you can start to do, I'm going to use your word, rise, you can allow the right people to rise up out of your audience and go, I'm ready. I'm ready to I'm ready to have a chat. It's not a case of you saying, Are you ready? Or when are you ready? It's a case of them giving permission and raising their hand and saying I am ready. And you know, they're ready because they've answered your question. They have voted in your poll, you know, they've answered your sticker, whatever it is you've you've done to pull in that engagement. Because in your audience at any one time, you've got people that are problem unaware, you've got people that are problem aware. You've got people that are solution-aware, and you've got people that are solution-seeking. Now, the easiest people to sell to are obviously those that are solution-seeking, but we put out content to help with problem awareness and understanding and urgency and scarcity and all that stuff. But when you ask a question, the people that are problem-seeking will be the ones that say, I'll jump on a call with you. Can you have a chat with me, please? Because I'm ready. So, um, yeah, that's the first thing I want to throw in there, that, you know, don't push out, pull in, ask good questions and then trust that the people that answer those questions are the ones that are the most ready.
0: Uh, So. So if you're out there giving value, which is what we say, you know, obviously you want to become the expert in your area and let people know that you know your stuff. So what you're saying is you put out the value. And then at the end of it you can wrap it so that's the putting out but at the end make sure you put the question so you can pull back in and kind of sense check who's watching who's listening because otherwise and this is the thing i think we all are a bit you know guilty of we do we put out and we think right value 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 but we forget that really important part of asking is anyone actually interested in what i'm saying (laughs) And, and then you can kind of sense check whether Because if they're how they answer, I suppose, if you're clever with your questions and you give them, I love the idea of a poll because you can really see it gives people rather than just a yes or no, you can see where your audience is at, what they're thinking, and then it might lead you to your next piece of content of what you can give them next. And okay, so that you could do, I suppose, quite consistently with there's so much we could talk about so much way we could ask questions and add value so say some people answer your poll and you think right they are they're they're problem seeking what is solution the next seeking. Are they solution, solution seeking,
1: seeking. Oh, sorry remind so, us of those four steps Rachel sorry
2: so, so, problem unaware problem aware solution aware solution seeking
1: nice thanks it's, yeah. yeah i like that it's Ooh. like a nice little grid yes because you could yeah. almost like segment your people into that okay cool sorry <laughs> carry on
0: <laughs> yeah so so yeah so when so so you've got some you've figured out who who's in your grid who do you focus on and what's the next step how would you then kind of get them like is do you ask them to go on a call or is there more things you need to do Are there more steps
2: So sometimes it can be as straightforward as saying I've got some space in my diary for coffee calls next week. Or you might want to call them strategy calls. You might want to call them discovery calls. I call mine personal breakthrough calls because I like to make the point that I make them personal. And I always seek to give somebody a breakthrough. It's not just I'm going to pitch a program at you because I believe in permission based sales. So I'm not going to pitch anything unless you tell me you want me to. Um, So I call it personal breakthrough call. But you know, your, um, your bookkeepers here might call it strategy call, discovery call, clarity call, um, might just call it a coffee call, you know, but sometimes it can be as straightforward as saying, I've got some space in my diary next week on Thursday afternoon, would anybody love to jump on a quick call with me? Here's some of the things that I typically, you know, find people want to know the answers to, you might want to give a list to prompt some questions. So rather than just say, book a call with me, you know, click here to book a call, actually inspire people, motivate people on why they might want to respect the fact that we're all busy, you know, an hour of your diary is precious, as it is for all of us. So respect the fact that if somebody does want to book a 20 minutes, half an hour with you, they're not going to give up that time in their diary for no reason. So give them some suggestions around answers to questions that you can give them or, you know, solutions that you can share or maybe share a testimonial, you know, maybe on your stories, you share a testimonial and you say, would you like results like this? Book a call with me, which day's best, Thursday or Friday? And they click on the one they want. And then they arrive in your DMs. Yeah, they arrive because when you when you answer a poll, they arrive in your DMs. So that's not you sending out a cold DM going, do you want to make a call with me? That's them clicking a sticker and arriving in your DMs first. So they're giving you permission. Yeah. So I, I really do believe that as sellers, you know, that we can feel awkward sometimes. We feel a bit mm-hmm. sad and we don't feel so good about doing it. So if we can think about how can I feel better about selling and inviting by getting first permission that somebody wants to hear me do that stuff. And there's no better way than having somebody arrive in your DMS, and uh, and tell you that they're ready to hear it.
0: We, we've already got people that want to watch this back again already, because we're not even 10 minutes in and you've given so much value. And, we, <laughs> and, and myself, I'm thinking, Oh, my goodness, this is just this is just pure gold. So okay, for someone that's not as good on social media as others, I me um when you talk about the answers to polls going into your dms is that on instagram or is that facebook or where does that happen
2: both Both. Both.
0: oh okay interesting interesting okay i'm like i'm now thinking oh my goodness i'm doing a poll this afternoon (laughs) i'm so i'm so so excited by this and i love the fact that you can use. So we've talked about testimonials. We've talked about, so say somebody's brand, brand new in business. And we've been, we've talked about power hours and things. And to, and I did this at the beginning of mine. I, I exchanged a free app, an hour of my time for free to people in who I believe were in my ideal client network. And I gave them an hour of my time and I did something called an invoice audit for them. So I said, send me over a copy of your invoice first, your sales invoices. I will audit it for you i will then get on a call with you for an hour and talk you through what you need to do to update but it inevitably opens up questions about how big's your business how long you've been running for what kind of things you have you problems with and then at the end of that for the exchange of that hour of value i asked for a testimonial and i found that a really good way but now what you're so I, i had these testimonials and i put them on linkedin but now you're saying use the testimonial and saying on it and maybe like have a little flashy thing or something But would you like results like this? Yes or no? People could poll again, couldn't they? And then you could say, and then they could go into your DMs and you could say, I've got some space this time next week or here's my calendar link or whatever. Yeah, It's like, it's just, you've just given us a whole sales funnel. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes in your
2: stories, and this is easy to do in Instagram. So for anybody that's on Instagram, they've just allowed us minions that have got less than 10,000 followers to use links in our stories. So yeah. previously, you had to have 10k to have to be able to use a swipe up feature. But now Instagram allows us to have a link in our stories, which means that you can create in my business, we call it a story series. So you start off on the first story talking about problem awareness, talking about, are you feeling like this? Is this driving you crazy? Do you worry about this? So we raise awareness of the problem. And then on the next story, you know, slide. It's like a little slideshow, isn't it? You talk about, you know, here's how my clients have overcome that. Or you talk about, you know, here's some of the choices of things that you could do differently. So you share some value and some wisdom. And then you might take it on a stage and say, you know, meet Joe, who did this a couple of weeks ago, here's what result Joe got. And then on the next one, you say, if you want results like Joe did, book a call with me now, and then you give them a little thing. And you could you could put your calendar link there. And then
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, can't hear you, Joe
0: because i'm muted myself sorry so yeah so then you could so um then because you're allowed to you can add your link there now so laura's asked the question again for us people that aren't great with this stuff so this does the poll have to be in the story rather than a post because she said when she's done them on posts before she's never seen anything in her dm so she's assuming it must be stories
2: it's got to be on a story yeah so if you want If when somebody clicks on that poll, you want them to arrive in your DMs, that has to be on a story. If you want somebody to take an action from a post, so from, you've got a number of ways that you can do it on a post. So what you could do, you could write a really lovely caption, and then at the end, you ask a question and invite a call to action. Or you could do a carousel post, which um, is again, that's an Instagram thing. And a carousel post is where you have up to 10 slides and you invite people to swipe through. So you might ask a question that raises problem awareness. You then might say something else that talks about that problem, take people on a journey, and then your last slide on your carousel might be to find out more about this, book a call with me, the link's in my bio. Yeah, but if you wanna be able to use the link, that's got to be on a story, okay? Right,
0: lovely. And I've di- and then uh, that's also oh, just gonna bring up Dawn's question. So what would you recommend if there isn't a poll option on your group slash page? Okay, so that,
2: that might be Dawn, you might be on LinkedIn. They've just taken away stories on LinkedIn, which is not particularly helpful, but that's because nobody was using them over there. Um, again, if you're doing a post, you can ask a question. If you're in a group where, obviously, I'm not sure, Dawn, on what your circumstances are, but maybe you're running a group in a Slack channel or a WhatsApp group or a Messenger group, I would just get really good at asking open questions because closed questions can feel like you're being backed into a corner, yeah? So if I was to say to you, and, um, do you want to book a call with me? the Options are yes, no, maybe. And you kind of feel like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to say no, because it might not be no forever. And I don't want to say yes because I'm not ready right now. And I feel a bit backed into a corner. Closed questions make you feel like you're about to be sold to. And mm-hmm. because we don't like being sold to, we resist that. So we don't answer them. We don't like them as, as humans. So, what I would say is get really good at asking open questions. And open questions start with words like who, what, which, how, where, when. They also start with things like tell me about, describe to me, you know, in what ways would you like, da 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 da. Yeah. So, get really good at asking open questions. And in that open question, when you when you come up with a question, you you tend to if you're not skilled at questioning, you tend to come up with a question that's quite surface level, quite generic. And what you really need to do is take that generic question and make it much more granular, much more detailed and much more emotive. Yeah. So if you if I was asking you, you know, what are your goals for 2022? That's a really generic question. But if I said to you, what specific goals have you set that are going to drive the number of clients that enroll in your business? Then you start to think, oh, clients in my business. Uh, what goals have I got around that? Uh, or have I even got any? And you start to think about the answer. Yeah. So if you stay generic, you might not get an answer. If you go down mm-hmm. into the detail and you use emotive language, you'll be more likely to get an answer. So I hope that Thank helps.
1: on. That's so good, Do you know, I'm just gonna celebrate that Kirsty is watching this and actually taking action. she said i you I just did my first story, first poll, thank you. Woo! Do you know? Woo! Wow. Well, <laughs> it's like taking action because we can all sit here all week like we've been we've learned so much this week and we can just sit here and watch it and take it in and we learned yesterday that this counts as CPD if it's helping you move your business forward that is a great thing and we all need to do that but the results come when you take the action so everyone who's like enrolled on the six month success program they've taken that first step, they now need to do the work. And everyone who's listening to this, Rachel's telling you stuff you can go out and do today and Kirsty's actually doing it. So it's like, so amazing to see. Um, oh, I was gonna ask something I've oh. completely forgotten. Go on.
0: Uh, I was just gonna, just gonna say that Joanna's just asked a question about what platforms do we we use? Um, And I, I thought we should talk about a bit like, you've got to hang out really, where your clients are ideal hanging out, your ideal clients hanging out because if if you, I mean, I'm a bit torn between this, okay. Yes, you do wanna hang out where your ideal client hangs out, but also I find it, you are gonna be more proactive and more comfortable on your platform of choice that you really like using. Um, me and Zoe had a laugh about this because we couldn't believe that people looked at social media on the toilet. Apparently it's one of the biggest places they watch look at social media. So we often say like, people say, I don't really know what my pillar platform is. It's like, well, which one, which app would you open if you were sitting on the loo? I think that would help you decide which one is your, which one is your favourite one, because apparently loads of people do this. So, um, so, so what do you what's your thoughts about that, Rachel, about like, where you enjoy hanging out, but where your ideal client hangs up, because part of me thinks, I mean, I'm lucky my ideal client does hang out on Facebook, which is my favourite app of choice. But is that because I'm like minded to them? And that's why I like them? Or is it because I've just been lucky?
2: I, I completely agree with what you've just said in that you have to balance those two things, because there is no point in being where your ideal client is, if you dread every day in your business, you know, if you dread engaging on social media, because you don't enjoy that platform, well, then that's no good. But I also believe that as humans, we're good at what we enjoy and we enjoy what we're good at. And so let's say your ideal clients on Instagram and you're resisting Instagram. It might just be that there's nothing wrong with Instagram. It just might be that you don't like it because you're not good at it. And once you get good at it, then you might start to like it because I know that I found Instagram the hardest because I was looking at it thinking 30 hashtags. What am I going to do with 30 hashtags? Who needs that? You know, I don't want to have to put a picture with everything. I don't want to have to do that. I want to just be able to write some content like I do on LinkedIn. I don't get it. I don't understand it. That was a couple of years ago. And now I absolutely love Instagram. I love the creativity. I I love the fact that I understand how it works now. But when I didn't, I hated it. So it's not that necessarily you might not like it. It's just that you need to learn how to leverage it so i love you
1: know. that there's there's stuff that keeps coming up for us like we don't use TikTok enough uh like we really like we need to go all in i i really think that that's a way to grow and and if you are using tiktok or even are aware of it you might see how rapidly that's grown so i'm um, like there's often you neglect something because you kind of stay where you are but actually everyone else has moved on so it it kind of gets to a point it's like I know Rachel and I met on Clubhouse and Clubhouse only linked back to Twitter or Instagram and generally people were like using their Instagram profiles to have messages before they had the back channel so that's how a lot of people started using their Instagram more but now and so that's probably why I'm on Instagram so much and then I'm like, well, actually, all this stuff's happening on TikTok and we might be missing out because we're not doing that. So but you do need to be focused, don't you? And you have to decide when you um, when you're asking your questions, you know, you were saying about being good at asking open questions and using like which and those kind of words. Would you be asking a question then directly to your ideal client? Because I think we might be sitting here thinking what are, there are loads of things I could ask. But do you are you like really deep diving on what your ideal client might be thinking?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to give give you guys some structure around how you might do that. I would always get you know, I get my clients to think about if I if I um, pulled up a busload of 100 of your ideal client, and sat them in a in a hall for you so that you could talk to them all. And we asked them, what is it that they really want to know right now? What questions would they ask you? What would they want to know? What would be their burning questions? And then you can start to, as things come up for you, you can start to shortlist and rank in order of priority. What If, if that's what they want to know, that's obviously what I've got to create content on. So if I create the content on it, how could I then take their question and drill down into it a little bit deeper with a question that's going to help them go on that journey? yeah so you know it always comes back to who's the ideal client what do they want where are they hanging out why do they want it what's stopping them from getting that right now um and i i always try to envisage your ideal client in a in a in a 24-hour period you know like so i'll encourage my clients to walk through a day in the life of your ideal client what do they do when they wake up what's the first thing they do and they've got Family? Have they got a dog jumping on their head? Have they got to make breakfast for the family? Do they jump in the car and commute? What do they do? Do they go out for a walk? Do they do yoga? What do they do? You know, like think about every step of their day. What do they do? Because then when you think about what they do and why they're doing it, you can then tap into which platforms they use at which point in the day and why are they there? You know, are they on the toilet? Are they are they listening to a podcast while they're doing, you know, 6K steps in the morning? Maybe that's what they want to do. You know, like how can you create content that aligns with what your ideal client wants and needs? Because if you're not aligning it with what they want and need, then you're just doing it for the sake of it. And you're kind of at risk of then wasting your own time, which we don't want to do.
1: No. What do you think about like generic posting or scheduling content? So someone said there were a lot of people auto posting on LinkedIn over Christmas, which made engagement seem higher than it actually was. Um, I I was on LinkedIn over Christmas, I knew we needed to be on social media over Christmas, because we had this coming up this week. So we were like quite focused on that. And I did notice it was quiet. Um, but we I'm quite, I liked the idea of having a, a plan And we know what's happening in the different parts of our business. So like in which month, what's coming up. So we'll kind of plan content around that, but I also like to be quite reactive. And so we're often like planning in the week when we're posting for people who don't have a lot of time. And like, oh my goodness, social media content is just like a whole extra thing. I don't even know like when I'm ever going to fit this in. (laughs) What do you think about like writing it and scheduling it like a month or more in advance?
2: my advice would be don't do that. And that might that might surprise a number of people because a lot of sales and business coaches out there would be saying, Yeah, you know, plan ahead, schedule it all in. I agree with that advice up to the point where you schedule it. So I agree, we should be batching. So what I mean by that is, you know, if you're going to create one reel, create 10, if you're going to create 10 Canva graphics, create 10 you know, like create in batches, because you can leverage your time, your creativity, and you can then upload them to a scheduler. So let's say, you know, your platforms of choice of Facebook and Instagram, and you use Creator Studio, you know, the platform that Facebook provides or or Hootsuite or Buffer or whatever you're using, you can batch it, you can create it, you can upload it, you can think about what day you might want to post it, but I don't schedule it. So what I will do, I'm, I'm very lucky. I've got a great team around me that do a lot of the, the batching, the creating, as long as it's not video, because obviously I have to do that. But we get everything into the platform and we save it as draft. So at any one time, there's multiples of tens of, of posts, You know, 30, 40 posts at any one time. And although I've got a great team, it's me that says, that's going out at 10 o'clock tomorrow. That's going out at seven o'clock tomorrow. Because I'm the one who knows my audience. I'm the one who needs to feel into the subjects that I've been talking about. So on any one day, you know, I might wake up and think, Do you know what my audience, I keep hearing this same thing coming up, I'm going to tackle that today on an Instagram Live, and I'm going to do some real good teaching on it. Well, if I do that, I then want to talk in my stories about it, tell everybody that I'm going to do that at three o'clock. What I don't want is a post going out that completely talks about something different and then takes my audience on a different journey. So, yeah, I do agree, batch content, save yourself time, you know, film a load of videos. I'm constantly in my office here, got a pile of clothes because I'm, I'm always like whipping off a top and then putting on a <laughs> <laughs> my hairstyle. So if you see me doing video, there's every chance I've done that on the same day, but I look really different. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, Rachel! Mine are amazing. all in the
1: same. I'm always wearing the same thing. I've got like ten reels I've recorded, no text on them. They're just me doing like I'm like that's a trending audio. I'll record something to that and I'll work out what to put on it later. So I'll, that's how I respond. I film them all and then I'm like, well, I'll work out what I want, how I want to use it. But I don't think of getting changed. So that—that is all of my <laughs> amazing.
0: I'm loving. I am absolutely loving that idea of just I've having got,
2: different I've lipsticks. Different lipsticks here. I've got it all. I've got it all going on. I've got hairbands over there in a pot because I want to. I want to create it all, but I don't want to look like I've done it all on the same day. So I have the people in my audience say to me, Rachel, like, your energy. You always bring the energy. You're always so up there. You're always visible. How do you do it? Like you exhaust me just watching you, and the secret is, I I'm, I'm make it work for me, and everybody can yeah. do. That. Everybody can do that with a bit of intention.
0: And you're so right because sometimes you're in this kind of, I don't know, you just got the energy to create stuff, and other times you don't. So by batch doing it, you're just like I think we all need to think about that. Like when you know our energy does it is, it is ebbs and flows in everyone's yeah. energy, and sometimes you just can, can do it. I mean, somebody asked me the other day, oh, can you do a, a couple of these reels? And it's so much easier doing them back to back because you're in the app, you're using the thing, you know what you're doing. Whereas every time I stop, because it's not natural to me, every time I start, I have to relearn the process. So when you're in it, it's actually so much easier. But I do really 100% agree with the fact about not scheduling. I feel ex- as well, like how we have ebbs and flows in our energy, sometimes I'm just more passionate about one thing than I am about another, and I want to talk about that. And me and Zoe laugh, because we both have our great ideas and things we want to talk about in the shower in the morning, like, and then we, we're like, oh, and that's what that's what I'm feeling today. And so if the if content was going out already scheduled, I'd mostly not be in that headspace in that day. Yeah. And also, you never know what you're going to deal with. So I, I tend to have an experience happen, and then I want to talk about that um and it just feels i think you can tell when things are scheduled i i I feel you can i feel you can tell there's a bit of a disconnect so um
1: so if if, so if we want to get people to have a conversation with us because it's taking them from like seeing us being aware we're kind of engaging they're probably not going to engage as well with that kind of scheduled content as something where we're like being more reactive or listening out for a challenge that's come up, something timely, and being like, right, this is the day to talk about it. So if they've seen your, let's say they see a reel then, Rach, or um, another post or something, and it's not a poll, how do you get them to, I'm still like, how do you get them on a call? I wanna get people seeing the stuff and then booking a call.
2: Okay, so what I would say to everybody that's watching this, either live or on replay, I guarantee, this is a big guarantee, but this is a guarantee, your next client is already in your audience. They're already in your audience. And the reason I know that, and I can guarantee it with such commitment, is that I know that trust cannot be built like that. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. You know, go, go back to your dating days, you know, like, did you trust your boyfriend on the first date? Of course you didn't. You know, like, Trust takes time and sales decisions happen with the emotional side of the brain, not the logical side of the brain. So we need time to connect with that emotional side and to build that trust. So going back to the idea that your ideal client, your next client is already in your audience, they have to go on that process of seven to 20 touch points. That's the that's the kind of the stats that I always talk about. It could be that you build trust in two, you know, and apps like Clubhouse are great for that because you can hear people's voices. Videos are good for accelerating trust because it's the the nearest to real life that you can get, but on average, seven to 20 touch points. If you're doing a reel and you're, you know, you're doing your content and you want to get more calls in your diary, the best thing that you could do today would be to look back over your last 10 posts, 10 to 20 posts and look at who's liked and who's commented. And where do you see repetition? Where do you see the same names coming up? If if you're on an app where you use stories, who are your story viewers? Who are the people that are answering polls? Who are the people that are making it look like they like you? They're making it look like they want to consume your content. When you post a real, you know, a video, whatever it is, they comment on it. And what you should be doing is commenting back and you should be building that relationship. And then it's as simple as asking them when they're ready to jump on a call with you. So your next client is there. It might be that you're seeing them, but you're not really seeing them because we get on the hamster wheel, don't we? We get we get blinkered. and We're like, oh, I'm so busy. I've got a schedule and batch and create this. I'm so busy in my business. But we forget to see. What's actually there? Who is actually there? So if we really intentionally go and look for these people, we will find them because they are there. I guarantee if you go back over your last 10 to 20 posts, there will be people whose names are continually there. Email them, DM them, thank them for following you, thank them for engaging with you, tell them that you'd like to get to know them more and offer to jump on a call with them.
0: Simple as that. Simple as that. Thank you, this is so invaluable. Dawn's just asked a question. So what happens if you're not getting any likes or comments on your posts, but they are reaching people?
2: Oh Dawn, I say this with love, sweetheart. Obviously I don't know Dawn, but I'm gonna say something that might feel harsh. The answer is your content's not connecting with them. You're producing content which is taking you time, Dawn, But if they're not liking or commenting, it's not resonating with them. So it might be that you need to do some deeper work on your ideal client, on understanding what their problems are, what their challenges are. It might be that you already really understand what their problems and challenges are and what outcome they want. But it might be the way that you're then creating the content. The language that you're using is not the language that your ideal client might use. So there's something about that content, Dawn. And like I say, I say this with love, so please don't feel disappointed in yourself because once you know something, you you know to change it, right? So just try to change it up a little bit. Maybe invite a couple of people to jump on a call with you. If you have some people that look like your ideal client, invite them to jump on a call, call it market research, you know, just call it a coffee call and ask them about the language that connects. Ask them to describe in detail some of the stuff that's going on for them right now and then use their words in your copy Mm. their words in your copy because then they're going to connect in a much deeper way
1: oh i love that um, that thank that that was um such n- nice sensitive feedback as well because i think we all like i remember when i started my bookkeeping practice i'd put stuff out because i was like i don't know i'll just see what happens and it took a long time for anyone to care about anything that i was posting and um and it was like understanding like because uh, i think often we're, we're tempted to talk about ourselves as well rather than actually our client and what the client needs to hear um, and yeah. that was probably i was probably just moaning about my kids. or something. <laughs> um, do
2: you know what, I've, I've got a client who um, this whole thing has taken three weeks, right? She's gone from never showing her face on video on graphics on pictures, never being physically present on her Instagram profile at all. No stories, no nothing, because she was petrified and we both agreed that she needed to do it she wanted to do it but she was petrified so i put it to her that if she were to confess the fear like confess it to her audience on a live video that that confession in itself would release her of that pressure and she she might feel different so she took the advice bless her heart she jumped on a live she was nearly crying as she was doing it And she confessed to her audience how frightened she was and she used language like I I didn't what I didn't go on live because I knew that would like stress her out. I watched it afterwards, but she used language like I've been really afraid to show my face here. I think it's because I felt like you guys would judge me um, in the job that I'm in and you would think that I am not showing up like a big influencer and I've been trying to show up like the big influencer. And because of that, I'm not being authentic with you. And actually, I just need to show you who I really am. I'm not polished. I'm not perfect. I don't I don't know what I'm doing sometimes. And I've been really frightened of doing that. But I promise you, I'm going to do it differently. And that's what she said on this video. And since then, it, what, ha- what we thought would happen happened. That confession released her of the fear. She's been showing up regularly. And yesterday, she screenshotted this amazing message from somebody who said, i've been following you for a while now i really think that you could help me and it was just this request for a call it was a request for a call um, from somebody saying i really think that you could be the person i've been looking for somebody for ages that could help me in my business so three weeks that took from zero to inbound
1: inquiry oh i love that and i think you're right like that fresh start can be really helpful. Something we've helped bookkeepers with in some of the content we've got in the program is reintroducing yourself, like saying like why I'm here and what I do, because often we're like, oh, well, it's just kind of been floundering along for a while and I don't really know and I'll maybe I'll get around to it. Whereas if you're like, nope, I'm gonna own this, I'm gonna come up, I'm gonna tell you who I am, what I do, um, how I can help you, then you're like, right, I'm ready now. I've like laid the groundwork and I can I can build on it. So yeah. um, yeah. Fab. I love that success story. Yeah. I think that's something everyone can do. Everyone can do that today. I I also think for,
2: for your bookkeepers here, pick your best client. If you're scared of doing video because it's you all alone and it feels so daunting, pick your best client and ask them to go on the video with you. Explain to them that the video is for the purpose of you extending your audience and reaching more people and you'd like their help with that they will be glad to help you. Ask them on that video, if they can pose some questions to you about, you know, the key bits about what you do and why bookkeeping is not just about moving numbers around, how bookkeeping can help you grow your business. Tell that client that you want to ask them, how has my service helped you grow your business so that you get that Recognition for the fact that you know, like bookkeeping. A lot of people would say, "Oh, bookkeeping's not sexy." Bookkeeping is bloody amazing because knowing your numbers is something that most business owners don't do to their detriment. And actually, getting a great bookkeeper that can support you—if you had your ideal client, or not your ideal client, your best client on the video with you, talking about how how your services have helped them that's going to do so many things. It's going to stop you feeling alone on the video. It's going to give you confidence, but it's also going to speak volumes to
1: your audience. So that would be another thing that everybody should totally do today. Oh, I love that. I've just seen a a breakthrough come through from Barbara who said, I'm not going to hide anymore. Yes, Barbara. Love this so much. Oh, well, this has been so helpful to everybody. I know. I know that everyone, well, I'm excited to see what people are putting out on social media today, to be yes. honest with you. If you want an excuse to share something, you can share about uh, Bookkeepers Bootcamp if you want to use hashtag Bookkeepers Bootcamp and share it on Instagram or LinkedIn and tag us. And there's a competition where you can win some amazing goodies on Friday afternoon. So uh, that's a challenge to effort. That's a reason to get yourself out there. But um, Rachel, thank you so much for coming along and supporting us this week. How can people connect with you and find out more about what you do?
2: Well, they can connect with me just about anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, my platform of choice is Instagram. I am an Instagram fan. Although I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, not on Tiktok, though, Zoe. you know, that- uh. <laughs> Maybe I need to look at that as well. But maybe yeah. we'll collab,
1: maybe we'll get together.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in, Instagram is my platform of choice. My Instagram handle is my sales mentor. Um, and yeah, come come follow me, get in touch. There's all sorts of things that I put out there in terms of like free resources to help people. And um, you know, if there is anything that I've said that maybe I've skimmed over because it feels bread and butter, um, just ask me about it, you know, because I've probably got a resource somewhere. I've been doing this a long time. I have got a whole library of things. If there's anything that you want to add into one of your prizes, maybe I'll happily like give you a resource that maybe might spice oh. up one of your prizes.
1: Thank you. That's really helpful. We'll have a chat about that. Thank you so much, Rachel. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll catch up with you again soon as well. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who's joined us this morning. Um, Don't forget, we're going to be back again at one o'clock. We're talking to Leah Crowfoot about her. You've seen Leah in the chat. She's uh, been talking about her, her journey with getting confident with sales this year. And we're also talking to Um, Christy Glenister at two o'clock as well so amazing stories from people who have been building their own practices because we've we've just had such a lot of amazing wins this week we've hearing from people who've been achieving amazing things we want to talk to some of those people building their practices now so you can see what you can do and be inspired by people who are doing it so we'll be back at one o'clock and we'll see you then thank you bye Bye. Don't forget to join us every
0: week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.